recently I was doing that thing that I sometimes do listening to music and I was being indecisive which is something that also happens with me and I feel like it's whenever I'm in this pit of just not knowing what to listen to I seem to think like oh I'll see whatever the curated list is and I never find anything but this time this time I found one and it was a playlist that was created by someone in the Apple Music community labeled Oldies. And that son of a bitch chose to put music from the early 2000s in his Oldies playlist. That's a sin. Straight up. You can't do that. That's right. Words have fucking meaning. I know. Right. And so to me, I am offended and hurt and I feel I need to talk about it in this therapy session of Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten. And I'm Barry. So I'm talking like... I, Okay. All cards on table. I know that when like the show, that 70s show aired, it was 20 years removed from the 1970s and it felt like an eternity. And I understand that. And that was fine. That was normal. When I grew up in the seven in the nineties, and I heard music from the early seventies, yes, totally oldies. I get it. Yeah, I mean, really, that's pushing it on the oldies frame. Really, I'm thinking fifties, sixties. But I mean, yeah, there's some little early seventies because most people can't actually differentiate the sixties and seventies. I'll give them a pass on that. But to put music from the nineties and the two thousands into an oldies playlist is 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 irresponsible and and just just wrong just wrong yeah well this is my problem with it is you you can you can have some soft edges on what is an oldies to me oldies is always kind of 1952 to 1953 to say 1965 that's oldies and then past yeah. about 65 uh, you get into classic rock up until about um, 79. So real quick, how would you classify pop music during that time then? Well, I mean, you know, you're out. Do you really break it down by genre where you're like, oh, well, that's more of like, you know, a disco or like, a, well, that was just something out of Motown. Do you just refer to it that way? No. Well, see, that's where I think. See, the thing is based on what is played on like radio stations i mm -hmm. and i mean i'm going by what people call things when it's presented to me throughout my life uh, whether it's disco whether it's john denver whether it's uh you know the rolling stones it's classic rock now i understand that there's different genres there but that's the classic rock radio uh, that's that's what's going to be on classic rock radio. And, and now granted, you'll have different format stations. And I agree. But here's here's the thing. Oh, for a long long time, oldies radio, like radio that was oldies. They 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 said that that's what they were were playing the 50s through the early 60s. Those were oldie yep. radio stations. And that is why I associate that, you know, Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry, those are oldies. Still great yes. songs, rock songs, all of them. Yes. But that's oldies. And then you mm -hmm. get up to a different sound. And look, it's art, you know. I mean, you're going to have to discern this for yourself. 
but I agree. Yeah, I recognize anytime you ask for genre, it's a loaded question. Right. Sorry, carry on. But yeah. here's the thing. We have something called classical music, right? Well, classical music is a name for a wide genre of music, but then within that yeah. is the classical era because a lot of, you know, they'll have uh, Baroque, Gallant, Classical, and Romantic uh in the cla- kind of lumped into classical. In the romantic, you're talking about Justin Bieber, right? Just to clarify, yeah. he's classical right. music. Yes. Yeah. Real quick, quick timeout. Just because you said classic rock was through the 70s and it all kind of lumps in there, you know, I'm really excited that from now on I'm going to refer to the, refer to the song YMCA by the Village People as classic rock. T- totally. Because I would not. I would not, but I'm going to from now on. Yes. Someone's like, dude, let's turn on some classic rock. Well, here's the thing. I got you. Here's the thing. <laughs> Back in about... 19 i can't remember what but like i this was brought forth in the documentary about the uh oh what's that fucking the eagles basically Mm -hmm. they broke up and two years later they were being they were on classic rock stations and they were separated from oldies but these are easier listening you know this isn't the cutting edge yeah. this is older stuff they're playing the beatles they're playing the rolling stones they're playing you know well grant i know the rolling stones was were, were also active at the time but they're playing that songs that yeah. were from a time before and the thing is they started very shortly after so like the eagles might have produced a song three years prior to that and now all of a sudden it's classic radio you know this is the yeah. this is the radio that uh m- most of the people I knew were driving in their cars to in the 1980s and early 90s. See, no, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit and then we can circle back. What what I really appreciated, there was one radio station when I was growing up that was like the best hits of the 60s, 50s and 60s. Right. And then they were like, well, I can throw the 70s on there too. And eventually I go, and the 80s and today. And I'm like, so this is just best of music of the last like 100 years. Right. I was just really in my head. I was just waiting for some like Scott Joplin just to drop on there. Yeah. And it was like, okay, here we go. Let's get some maple leaf rag going. Woohoo! You know? Yeah. Um, but I love it where, like, I don't know that radio station still exists, but I like to imagine that it was just, yeah, you know what? I don't really know what our audience is. Just keep throwing stuff oh, yeah, on no. there. There's, there. There's something fine. I'll tell you yeah. what. I, I've i heard a radio station in Alexandria where I grew up say, we play the best from the 60s, 70s, and today. That was in the 80s. Then it was 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. That was in the 90s. Then it was 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. That was in the early 2000s. And so, I don't know if that one still exists, but it's the same thing. They just kept adding. Now, they're they're just totally transferred over to a podcast, and they're just, fuck it. We just play stuff, okay? Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a clear channel computer now. Oh, I know. It's time to rock out with the Rolling Stones. Uh, so... <laughs> And the Moody Blues up next. <laughs> and then some YMCA. <laughs> but so I understand where you can take a really broad brush and say classic or sorry, not oldies. But you got to cut that off at some point. And I don't care when that was, but it's like modern art. No one makes modern art today. You make postmodern or what, whatever they are. I'm not a big art, but you know, the modern art era was a time. It's a specific genre. You can't just not genre, sorry, time frame. You can't just move these, have a moving target of oldies. It's ridiculous. Come well, up with a new name. And I think to that point, 
I know that we're old, and I will get that. I, I've accepted the fact that I'm an old man now. But it, it's it's literally like the um, those damn younger kids yeah. and them referring to all of us as boomers. Listen here, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here. I'm no boomer. Yeah. But it's just like, again, it's kind of that super broad strokes, which I think that there's... Wow, I didn't expect to go here. But yeah, I, seriously, these damn kids these days. Yeah. And they're not understanding the differences between right. between the generations and between the, the music types. Mm-hmm. They need to respect it, not respect the people. Just respect the music and the art. Come on, just respect the art. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I I com- I completely agree. The th- you have to have a language that that works and you know you you have new words to describe different types of uh, of music and of course you know when you say oh this is an oldies mix you could go down every one of those songs and throw it into your oh this one's emo oh this one's hardcore oh this one you know you're gonna you're gonna have your genres but Mm -hmm. at the same time i have a little bit of sympathy for it just because we did uh we recently recorded our fushu mang and Walking on the Sun specifically yeah. says 25 years ago, but that was written in 1993, and guess what? Uh, we've 92. Was it 92? So yeah, it was written in 92, but it was released in 95. There, I'm pretty sure we talk about it on yeah. the episode. Just listen to well, that listen, episode. We're when not going to do the math here while we're recording <laughs> because we don't have the calculators. Yeah. But it, basically, it's been at least twice that to that time now. So. Mm-hmm. You know, walking on the sun, Fushu Mang. That is now as old as those hippie songs they were talking about, and and uh, we have to admit that our beards are growing longer and grayer. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're still not boomers because that's got a fucking meaning too. It means the baby boom following World War II. You stupid young pieces of shit. Get a goddamn dictionary. Pull your finger out of your ass and learn something. You fucking whippersnappers. I mean, I don't really judge them if they need a finger up there. I mean, whatever. That's their deal. I don't well, really I mean, care. if you enjoy it. I'm much more accepting than Barry is. But I mean, like, you know, whatever. I get it. Uh, I also, just on the comment, I wish my beard was more gray. I've wanted to gray out since I was in high school. I know. I get it. Flex on the gray yeah. beard. I just tilted and my chin here's up. Here's all my stupid, like, my hair operation shut down rather than let it go gray. <laughs> and I wish it would have just gone gray. Just, yeah. yeah. To, okay. To all the I listeners, guess I'm not going to have uh, hair on top of my head. Uh, Karsten's hair on his head has slid down to his chin. Which, yeah, pretty much. Which yeah. I'm wondering where the chin hair slid down to then. I don't know. Um, but uh, meanwhile, I'm sporting a... It's called manscaping, yeah, man. A, <laughs> a shorter a shorter beard, but very distinctly graying and not uniformly. Yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah, got a... Mine's, uh, mine's about... Uh, mine's all still... It's brown and it's about 13 inches long now. Yeah. That's my COVID beard right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yet you've been back in the office. I've seen you. I know, but I'm a f- I, honestly my problem is and this is completely tangenting on beards. Real quick, I apologize. Yeah, no um, I know that if I cut it off, I'm never going to grow it out this long again. Yeah. Well, I just know it. it's kind of like when I I cut off my hair, it went from being shoulder length to I just keep it buzzed now. Yep. Yeah, I'm an old man. It happens. Yeah, I that. Okay, so now I, I I'm going to back on the traffic tra- on topic here. So I completely understand that there is that we are a little bit more nerds about music and we're a little bit more. We want to classify things a little bit more. I will also say classifying music from the two thousands, the early two thousands, especially 
it's harder for me to just kind of throw that into the oh classic rock. It's all it's what I, that one is like to me. It really is. Yeah, that's your emo, your screamo, your pop punk, your whatever. And it's probably just I'm too close to right. it. And I know that when you talk about the whole music history stuff, you have to have a stopping point. Yeah. And you have to have that point that you stop because in some cases you're too close to it. Now, I, I think that the part that bothers me isn't even so much that they call it oldies. It's more just like it's such a broad stroke that it frustrates me. Because, again, if someone were to say, you know what, oldies goes through the 70s, I'd be like, oh, I mean, I don't really agree with you because I think that it, it shatters in so many ways. Right. But I feel like my immediate argument is I want to run down the family tree of music and be like, oh, well, that's actually more out of the bluegrass family. And then it goes, that was at a gospel, which then goes into, you know, the folk and yeah. whatever. And like, I, I feel like that, that, that becomes such a struggle for me internally that I think that in many cases, I'm just not ready to try to classify some of that stuff from the early 2000s. Maybe I feel it's too close to me. Go ahead. Sorry. I yield my time. That's because you're old. Oh, dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I, I don't, you know, I am always saying that, you know, music is constantly changing. People are making yeah. new music, but you also have to admit that something really special happened from about 1966 to 1974. I mean, just technologically, they moved out mm-hmm. of, you know, where they were just trying to understand how electronics worked with uh, instruments how modern recording was going to work and they really and i think the the music writing also kicked up now is there still good music writing yes of course but there was such an output of really fantastic music uh in that classic rock era that i think that's why it's called the classic rock era and i no i i want to cut you off there because i think that again this this is the one that i will defend in saying it really breaks down to that subgenre that you're looking mm-hmm. at. It's not, the, yes, technology, pushing the dial. The whole process, push the dial, it changed. Right. But I think that that's actually like a renaissance that we've seen kind of repeated mm-hmm. out. Because as the technology changes, it changes what it looks like. Today, mm-hmm. anybody out there with a microphone, with their, with their smartphone, yeah. can make recordings that can sound better than some of the stuff that was done in studios back then. And, and, and the whole idea of how music is processed is different. The whole distribution, different. Mm-hmm. You're not hawking records in the back of your trunk. Right. You can literally record something, post it for the world to hear five minutes later. Yeah, but And you can, everything changes. And it changes what people are looking for in their music. But if you look and at... And I'm going to make an argument. Okay. I'm going to keep on talking over the top of you. Over the top of you. Another change that you can see right now is overall in the last year, people have become very comfortable with lower quality video. And so, like, if someone does a super just, like, crappy video, it's totally fine because that's what the zeitgeist is super good with right now. I'm curious what that looks like music and video-wise in the coming years. I feel like we're going to see a push that way and not just, well, this was my quarantine project, but other things. Right. Sorry. Continue. Well, I was just going to say, there. I think to some degree, you have... And I think you see this in the marketplace and where we've moved from buying vinyl records in stores to downloading YouTube videos or, 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 or streaming music on your, on your phone. The thing is you've democratized the channels to make music, but to some degree that's added the noise into the, 
channels so that it's really hard to find good music you want to hear. In the past, you know, you'd have to have some money behind that music. Now we can get into whether the money was used fairly or the people who actually made the music were paired, paired properly, uh, paid appropriately, but this still, people knew what was going to be a hit, and those producers, they sought those artists out, and they put them in front of microphones, and they put them in front of, uh, you know, crowds. Now, that still does happen, and, you know, you can see by YouTube views who's popular and if you're going to have a, uh, a crowd, and you can do that in a more efficient way. At the same time, I, I think to some degree we're losing some of the 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 writing i mean like i said it still happens but it's like it's like you know meeting in zoom it's not the same as meeting face to face and having those garage bands you know having metallica live in utter uh you know uh poverty writing music and playing shows in the first couple years of their their band formed their music writing and formed their sound and I just don't see that as much because now you can take an iPad and produce a whole album for what they'd have to get, you know, 50 grand to do. Now, I will say I don't disagree with you in some cases, but I'm going to make two two points. One, we are old and we are no longer the target market of that type of music. Yeah. For one. Nowadays, we are closer to dad bands than anything else. Two. I think one of the big differences is like, so I helped to run a music venue down here and we would have people that they can record stuff and it would sound okay because mommy, daddy had some money. Mm -hmm. That's cool. They'll buy you some recording stuff. You've got your, your recording stuff and you can make it sound fine. But overall, if you don't have, there's still writing chops that has to happen. And there's still a matter of being tight. And you hear a band that you're like, oh, yeah, this song is okay. And then they play a show and you're like, oh, oh God, all the money went into the production. Mm-hmm. Like, that still doesn't stop. No. And so there's a point where overproduction, yeah, sure, you can do all kinds of things. But there still is that point that live music is still a thing. May not have been as big of a thing over the last year, but it's already popping back up. Oh, I know. It's going to happen. And and that's going to be the separation where there are artists who exist entirely in the digital landscape. And I don't see them ever changing right. because they don't have the chops. So Well, the other thing is, though, due to you know YouTube and this thing, some good artists have... Uh, instead of having to struggle along playing uh, shitty bars for you know fifty to a hundred people a night for a couple years, their first show is for eight thousand people, and then within a my man Biebs, oh yeah, and uh, so <sighs> crap, I'm making an argument. I'm, I I retract my argument. I'm not going to support Justin. Bieber. What? I have nothing against Justin Bieber. Uh, I'm not going to say it's always like my jam, but no, I don't have anything right. against him. Uh, he's 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 making music for the people who buy his music, and that's fine. You know, and that's fine. And you know, for for the people who this is the one that I will say this is quick tangents on the way out, but like, you know, people are like, oh God, he has no talent at all. No, no, he he has he talent. Does. He really yeah. he is a talented dude. He knows he, how to be on he's stage. He's done a lot. Here, here's my main problem with him. And, Great stage presence. And you can just call me. He's a good vocal performer. Old man. Don't call me boomer. Just call me old man. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, I really think the number one problem with most of the stars on stage today is continuity 
with their fucking body work because people get these shitty tattoos here and there and they're meaningful to them. Find a continuity. You know what? If you're going to be starting a lifelong work of ink on your fucking skin, draw a map. Put some thought into it. Don't have Gumby here, Mrs. Butterworth there, and Ronald McDonald on your shoulder. Come on. Mrs. Butterworth has been canceled. Jesus Christ. My brother's girlfriend has uh, these really great vines and leaves and blossoms all over it's cool it goes down her arms down her legs i don't know what's in other parts but it's all it's got a great continuity it looks good the ink is high quality but you see some of this shit you don't know what it is and fuck you you don't need superman tattooed on you if you do you don't if you think you do you're wrong you're not superman fuck you okay done with that uh i probably gotta go take how do you really feel about tattoos barry (laughs) you got anything else before we gotta go no, I feel like that was more than enough. So anyone that was listening, if you made it through the old man rant, thank you. You've earned your old man badge for the day. Uh, you don't need to talk to any other old men, and you've succeeded. <laughs> Get off my lawn! Well, as for this rant, I don't even want episode, rant piece, Rantcast. open discussion. <laughs> what? Rantcast. Rantcast. As for this rantcast, I've been Karsten. And I've been Barry. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.